Welcome back to the Get Out of Porn Podcast. I'm your host, Joe Wilkie, and Happy New Year to everyone, or I guess in, in two days, Happy New Year. Uh, I hope that everyone enjoyed their holidays, that uh, it went really well. I hope that those who are struggling with this addiction are doing well, staying strong in a difficult time of year. We looked at that last week. Um, this week, I want to get into the idea of habits, of routines, of and, and, and advice for sober living. How do we stay sober, especially into the new year? We're going to be establishing new routines and structures, and everybody does their their start of year goals, right? The New Year's resolutions. Uh, we want to make this the best year possible for ourselves. And if you're struggling in this addiction, make it a habit of figuring out ways to improve, to be better than you were um, last year, last month, last week, yesterday. We want to improve in, in whatever way possible. And so I wanted to give some advice for sober living. How do we, if we're if we're in sobriety, how do we stay sober? What are some things that are really important for us to stay sober um, each and every day and, and in, in the small moments? And so the first, just to jump right in, advice that I would give for sober living is establish a set morning routine. This is huge and I'm, I suck at getting up in the mornings, to be quite honest with you. I'm not good at, at rolling out of bed. It has progressively gotten earlier, which is good. It used to be if I was out of bed before 8.30, it was a miracle. Now it's if I stay in bed past 7.30, it, the day feels wasted. At the same time, it's not fun getting out of bed. Yet morning routines, I find, are one of the keys to staying sober because they set the day off well. If you wake up and the first thing that you do is you know, you go exercise and you have your alone time with God and, and you know, you make your make your coffee and um, you have the first part of the day, the first hour of the day or first two hours of the day is both productive and I guess kind of resetting if, if we want to say it that way. Like it's a great way to renew your mind every single morning and say, all right, today's a great day. Today is a day where I can choose to stay sober. I can choose other, uh, you know, other avenues of, of, you know, when I get triggered and other places that I can go to instead of to the addiction. But it's also a way to connect with yourself and to connect with your parts. What do your parts have to say? What are the emotions coming up inside of you? And if you can sit with that in the morning and, and establish a really solid morning routine, journaling is huge. If you can journal in the mornings, if you can pray and really pour out your heart to God, if you can meditate sit in some of the quietness and the stillness of the morning and just allow yourself to be alone and to be okay with being alone, man, that sets you up so well. So the first advice I'd give for sober living is get your morning routine figured out. That's huge. The second goes along with that, and that's daily rhythms and structures. Establish really solid rhythms of this is what I do every day. Morning is a big part of that, these morning routines, but this can go throughout the day. I'm going to attend this meeting or I'm going to uh, make sure that, you know, each week is going to look similar or each day is going to look somewhat similar that I can bank on these little moments throughout the day. So if it's a 2 p.m. nap or if if you have the luxury to do that or, um, you know, if it's coming home and and you put your phone down for the first hour or two uh, with you coming home and that's just a rhythm that you get into, a, a structure that you put on yourself just to unwind, to connect with your wife or your kids or whatever it may be. Um, maybe to go to the gym later in the day as soon as you get off of work or you're going to avoid the things that could potentially be triggering. You're going to avoid the 
bored, dull moments of the day. You could be going to the gym, but you're just going to sit down and watch Netflix, and, and next thing you know, you're triggered. If you put time and effort into establishing daily rhythms, I think you're you're golden. Uh, you're well on your way to maintaining sobriety. Now, caution on these. First off, you can become so attached to your daily rhythms that if you're out of rhythm, if something the something crazy happens um, and you get thrown out of that rhythm, then you run back to porn. That would tell me you have an over um, your your emphasis is too strongly on the rhythm. That helps keep you sober. That should not be the crutch that does keep you sober. That's merely a part of your sobriety. So make sure that you're not banking on that being the only thing that's tethering you to sobriety, but that it's merely a part of the journey of you seeking sobriety. Third, I would say live openly. When's the last time you talked to someone about your emotions? When's the last time you were real with someone about a part of you that is um, that maybe you've wanted to keep hidden? or a part of you that is just struggling right now. Have you connected with people? We can stay sober, stay technically sober, kind of do some white knuckle change and, and stay in kind of our patterns, but we're, we're working on different patterns. But if we aren't transformed from the inside out in being somebody who lives openly, who lives in the light, we are prone to not just fall back into this addiction, potentially anything else. We have to change our relationship patterns to beat this addiction. We have to recognize this being an intimacy disorder is about us being intimate, us being open to know and to be known. Into me you see, right? You're you're wanting people to see you and you want to see others for who they are and you love others, warts and all. And they and, and in return, you get loved, warts and all. This is living openly. So ask yourself, when's the last time you talked to someone about not just your addiction, not just an accountability partner, but your emotions, where you're currently at in life, how you're doing in life. Do you have somebody like that that you go to? Are you seeking these open relationships, these 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 honest and uh, trustworthy relationships where you can open yourself up completely and have these one-on-one -on -one conversations? If you're not and you're just bouncing from person to person, never really connecting, that will drive you back to the addiction. Fourth, there's the question of should you count the days? Um, in terms of advice. My advice personally is to not count the days. A lot of people have apps that help them count the days. Um, they have a lot of, a lot of uh, you know, boy, ways to count the days. Calendars, apps, a little checklist or whatever that they make for themselves, check-ins with their accountability partners. You see this in AA where they get the coins, right? And so you have this counting the days uh, of, it's you know, I've been sober for 61 days. That's fantastic. I love when clients are able to quantify and tell me that. So on the one hand, I think it's great that they can see it. But on the other hand, here's my problem with it. It puts you on a tightrope. It gives you or puts so much pressure on you to perform, to make that next milestone that actually that can drive you back. I've known plenty of guys that have, have given into the addiction on day 99. 100 was a big day and they give into the addiction. Or they did a 90-day fast from all things sexual, and they give into the addiction in that moment uh, on day 89, or on day 90, or even day 91. They get past their mark. I really wanted to be sober for 90 days. They hit that, and day 91, they fall back. They masturbate, or they relapse, or whatever that looks like. It puts you on a tightrope that you can either maintain it, or you can fall. You can't go up from there. 
and it keeps you looking at your addiction. That stays the main source of, of fear is you're looking at the addiction instead of you're looking at sobriety. You're looking at you're chasing something instead of running from something. And that's such a key concept here is when we're we're in sobriety, we have to be chasing something, not just running from whatever it may be. When you're counting the days, I feel like you're running from, well, it's been this long since I've done it. What does that make you think? It's the same thing as pink elephants. Don't think of pink elephants and you're thinking of pink elephants, right? If I say, don't think of your addiction, what do you think of? If I look every day and I'm, I'm noticing, I'm counting the days, well, what's on your mind? The addiction. Well, it's been this long since I've done it. I would rather you get so busy and so engrossed in something positive and relationships and new hobbies or, or whatever it may be that you're not even paying attention to the number of days. I don't know how long it's been for me. I don't. I don't count the days because when I start counting days is when I start feeling like, uh, again, I'm, I'm stepping up on that tightrope again and I'm able to fall at any moment and then I have to start back over. No, I don't. This is a marathon, not a sprint. I don't have to start the race over. Oh, I lose my badge, my 100-day badge. I don't care. I don't care. This is a marathon. You're five miles in. You were, you're doing way better than you were before. Don't let the days psych you out. So if you are going to count the days, just be aware that there are some issues that come with that um, and, and know how to navigate that. Be willing to say, okay, this is really difficult or, you know, the 99 days, maybe I need to get some extra help around those times because I realize I'm really wanting to act out at these major milestones. That's very common. Be aware of that. Uh, last, as far as it goes, kind of the fifth part of advice is accountability groups. We know accountability groups, but what about Sexaholics Anonymous, Sex Addicts Anonymous, Samson Society? There's, there's a ton of them. What are my thoughts on those? Is this part of my advice for sober living? Yes. Yes. Um, however, there's a caveat, a big caveat there. Things like Celebrate Recovery, those are great, but they can also be very difficult in that you're going and, and there's no ability for somebody to call you out. There's no ability for somebody to really help you in that moment. You share your story and yeah, you can talk after the group, but most of the time it's called anonymous for a reason, sex addicts anonymous, sexaholics anonymous. You can go in and be anonymous. The way out of this addiction is not anonymity. The way out of this addiction is being known by people. So you can go and you can say, I'm really struggling with this. And maybe there's somebody that can speak to that and give some good advice. Most of these meetings are surrounding, you say it and they go, hey, thanks Joe for sharing. And then they move on. Well, I didn't really need to share. I needed some advice or I needed some help or I needed some prayers. You can get it from there and, and some of those give you more than others but I would just kind of caution against banking all of your sobriety on it. Can it help? Yes, absolutely. I'm not going to say ever that, that more accountability doesn't help. However, it can be, if, if that's your crutch, if that's what you run to to keep you sober, that can be really difficult. I would rather you get with a few guys that you know and establish an accountability group that can look you in the eyes and say, hey, Joe, that's not appropriate. Or, hey, Joe, what's going on? You've been, you, you missed check-in last week and it seems like you're struggling. Tell us what's going on. That's way more helpful than me jumping on a call with people in Taiwan because I got on an early morning call or late night call or whatever. That can help you in the moment. But if that's all I'm going to, that's not going to be good enough. Um, so use those, I hesitate to say sparingly, but just be aware of what you're getting. You're not getting the full experience, um, accountability group experience in those moments. And it's important to know that. So as far as advice for sober living, 
I'll probably end up doing another episode on this. This is just the initial. Morning routines are huge. Establish a solid morning routine. Get daily rhythms and structures going. I'm a real big fan of journaling. Yes, in the morning, but also just throughout the day, thinking about those, journaling your emotions. I think that's that's a great thing to do. A lot of guys don't do that enough, even if you have a note on your phone. But establish these rhythms, these structures, these these times where, hey, I'm going to I'm going to take this time and think about this, or this is the time I go to the gym, or be very intentional with your time. Third is live openly, uh, and and what I mean is be honest with yourself, be honest with others. When's the last time you connected deeply with someone about your emotions, not just your addiction, but your emotions and your struggles? Make sure you're you're pursuing those relationships. Fourth, I would avoid counting the days personally. That's just my advice. Um, I would avoid counting the days and I would get busy chasing something instead of running from it. Get busy thinking about what can I do to pursue something in place of this addiction and start creating new grooves in the brain that I run to instead of the addiction. And fifth, use SAA, Samson Society Celebrate Recovery, to your advantage, but don't let them be a crutch. Don't let them be the thing that stands between you and sobriety. And none of these should be. All of these have to work in tandem. They have to work together. It's really important that that you use and utilize all of these tools to pursue sobriety, to stay sober. Not any one of these is going to be enough to do it for you. You have to make sobriety an active choice and an active part of your life. So with that, we're going to wrap up. Next week, I'm not really sure what we're going to look at yet. We may look at more ways or tips to staying sober. Um, I may... I I still have other things on my list that I may look to run over, but I do hope that everybody has a very happy new year. And we may actually look to start talking about new year's resolutions and setting some more of those and what that looks like and tempering expectations as well. It's very easy to start new year's resolutions and say, I'm going to be sober for the entire year. And then you fall on January 19th or whatever, and you feel horrible and you go another wasted year. Well, temper your expectations. So we may talk about that in the next one. Um, Either way, Have a very happy new year. Continue to have a very happy holidays. And I will see you in the next episode. Thanks for listening.